Hello and welcome everybody to another episode of the Fandalorian Club. We got the usual suspects here, myself, Gio, and I'm joined today by Mr. Brian Avalicino. Brian, how are you? Had better days. Had better days, but it's okay because we are about to talk about some, some Star Wars. Yeah, in case you guys missed it, we did not have a show for Apocalypse Now this past week, so um, this is kind of making up for it. I'm here with Brian, and uh, it's always good to see you, bud, and talk some Star Wars. We got some people here with us, uh, Star Drew. Oh, Brian and Gio is feeling okay. Yeah? Okay, are you okay? I just, I mean, is there something I'm missing? <laughs> Please fill me in. Uh, we got... Mr. John Booze here. What Whoa. up, Boba people? What's going on? Hello, everybody. RD Films. How was the runtime of this Boba Fett episode? Let me know that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, there was actually, uh, I saw somebody in here mentioning uh, Lego Star Wars real quick. Did you hear about this? The Skywalker saga? Oh, yeah. The one that was supposed to come out two years ago. Yeah. Was it supposed to come out two years ago? Oh, well. Yeah. This is it's, news to me. Yeah, you, they they finally like are like, yay, it's gonna come out, and where everyone's like, no, okay, two years ago, but all right. <laughs> so yes, huh. it's finally coming. Are you gonna play it? Probably. probably. More than likely, yeah. fun. I'm probably. It's yeah. Star Wars, and those yeah, Lego games exactly. are always fun. <laughs> exactly. So so yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's talk about this latest episode of the Book of Boba Fett, Chapter Four: The Gathering Storm. And yeah, judging by what we've seen in this most recent episode, a storm is definitely on the way. A storm that even Boba Fett is realizing. I got to do something. I got to gather the families, and I got to try my best to prepare for what's to come uh brian i'll start with you just overall thoughts on this episode we're four episodes in episode and series overall you are muted i can't hear jesus you. i would put it's because i have the stupid church across from me going church bells i forgot i muted it um i would put this probably at number two still uh love the second episode the best Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Overall, I'm like, come on, do a little something more. Give me a little bit. But not every episode's going to be a freaking Avengers: Infinity War or freaking Justice League. Like, it's not going to be just just drag out, bang out episode. Um, I think with only three left, I believe it's three. Um, we're, we should be hitting uh, a stride, I hope. So, uh, 
Yeah, because I mean, you've got basically two. I mean, your last episode's probably not going to be like this crazy. Well, I shouldn't say that because Mandalorian last season did that. So I don't know. I don't yeah, know. Luke, remember, Luke Skywalker showed up and yes. So yeah. I don't know. Three episodes. That's not too too much to tell. Um, I'm curious if they go back if they keep doing like 30, 45, 30, 45, 30, 45, 30 with the time. Uh, so I'm curious. What do you think? Yeah, last week we were talking about, you know, how many more flashbacks are we going to get, you know, with the, while the story in present day needs to continue moving and moving. But I felt this flashback, I guess episode for the most part, you know, up until about the last 15 minutes, I thought it was necessary for myself yeah. because it, it strengthened the bond between Fennec and Boba and also filled in some holes from, from a story standpoint that I was, you know, curious about like, okay, uh, Boba finds Fennec. And the next thing you know, they end up on the planet where uh, Mando is trying to have Grogu be contacted by a Jedi and whatnot. Maybe I'm missing some stuff in between. But for myself, I found these flashbacks to be very necessary because it gave us more of the two of them. And just there were some moments in this episode where I was just smiling and I was just like, that was pretty badass. One moment that comes to mind right now is when is when boba is searching the scarlack pit for his armor mm -hmm. scarlack attacks drags the ship in and it's fennec who presses the button little canister rolls out into the scarlack pit beautiful well, I love a uh, a silent bomb, yes. silent, silent, then ginormous bomb sound. You know, blow up the Sarlacc pig. You know that. Screw Sarlacc. that place. My apologies. Oh, you're fine. Uh, Boba didn't like that Sarlacc, anyways. Blow it up and blow it up with the coolest thing that we know Boba Fett has. Go for it. So I was fine with it when that happened. I was like, all right. And now honest. we know that they're actually still toxic after they die. Yeah. I mean, that was a, that was as far as kills go, that was pretty badass. Mm -hmm. I, I, I liked it because going into that moment, I thought Boba already killed it, you know, with the flamethrower burning the insides and whatnot. And I was like, oh, he not only escaped, but he killed the beast. You would but think no. that's what I thought. I yeah. completely agree with you. I figured he like, smashed through it and then came up the sand so i figured it was just dead but nope still alive right um what were some of your takeaways as far as uh the flashbacks go it starts with uh boba you know just leaving the destruction of the tuscan camp he comes across fennec takes fennec to this little place in moss on the outskirts of moss isley yeah, where all those bikers go. Where all mm -hmm. the bikers go to a mod person who does this. Call it a montage. Call it 
a cooler version of what happened to Anakin Skywalker, you know, <laughs> when he's getting modded. This one had music and everything, and it was just cool to see. What what did you think about all that? It was cool. Uh, I actually kind of dug uh, the connection to the biker gang now. It makes them more than just this random biker gang that he found on the street. Like, no, like he probably knew that those people were from where he took Fennec. So he kind of like knew a little bit more of them. They, it kind of made me, I don't want to say appreciate the bikers more, but like they weren't just like this random group of people that he's like, Hey, come work for me. Like it sucks here. It's like, no, that he, he probably knew that they came from where he took Fennec. Um, and I loved her turning into a slight cyborg. Um, I guess she kind of fully is a cyborg the way they made her whole stomach look. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, I thought it was cool. Actually, I, I dug my, like, it's not that big of a deal, but I dug that they took, she took, he took her to, the place that these biker people are going to for the modified parts, it makes sense now. It's like, oh, that's smart. Why did, I mean, that was one thing in Mandalorian. Why did he need to turn them into, turn her into like a robot part? Like they couldn't fix her any other way. Now, you know, like I, I dug that. That kind of made the biker people a little bit better for me. I mean, they weren't bad. I just was like, okay. I think with the bikers, people just mainly have a problem with their their vehicles, not not them, but, yeah. just you know, the vehicles, the speeders, whatever you want to call them and just how it fit it, it, for them. It felt like it did not fit in Tatooine, you know, or Mos Espa, whatever. Yeah. Um, But I was talking to um, a colleague of mine at work and I said, hey, look, don't be surprised if by the end of this uh, season, you find yourself liking these biker kids, whatever you want to call them and whatnot. You know, they served a purpose. They had a uh, BK's back. I, what's, what's the Wookiee? Cr- cr- oh, cr- Black Cursantin. Cursantin. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Cursantin. Um, and we'll get to Cursantin. <laughs> Who got, uh, let's say a little bit too much to drink. Um, oh, I don't think he had anything to drink. I think that was just well, he had stuff to drink, but I think that's just was, uh, that's just him. That's literally Geo. That's like how he acts. Like he's like, I don't like you. I'm gonna rip your arms off. Yeah. That's that's how he is ninety-nine percent <laughs> of the time. But go ahead, sorry. So so yeah, I, I found these flashbacks um very necessary and um their interactions at first you know fennec is like oh the tuscans that made you soft and you know bubba is like no that's not the case at all you know he's just seeing their ways and practicing and living with them has just changed me you know and made me realize that i'm just or maybe he was already feeling this way he's like i'm tired of working for idiots who are gonna get me killed yeah and i mean it makes sense yeah, and it starts to rub off 
on Fennec, right? Fennec is starting to change her ways or at least give some thought into like, you know, she says, I'm, I'm an independent contractor, but I'll go along for the ride mm-hmm. and see what happens. I like how I- their camaraderie relationship progressed as the story yeah. went on, which is why I found it. I mean, who best understands a bounty hunter than another bounty hunter, right? I mean, they could go find, I don't know, a crime lord. Crime lord doesn't know how bounty hunters' minds think other than they just killed the people I needed to kill. Bounty hunter knows exactly how another bounty hunter feels and thinks. And she probably saw that he's like... I could, he could probably actually do what he's probably wanting to do. So, yeah, I I, I, I dug it because I that was one thing I I think most of us were kind of thinking, like, why is she sticking around with him? Like, she's a really good bounty hunter. Why? Like, I get I get he saved her, but like, she doesn't have to. But like, I don't know. And so that kind of just was like, oh, she sees that he's probably going to be doing some moves and it's probably best to stick to the ride. I'm hoping, well, this is jumping ahead, but I was going to say, I'm hoping, uh, I, I was just going to say, I'm hoping we just start seeing like a bounty hunter team up. of just like, I feel I mean, like we're heading there. I, right. Okay. I got the feeling too, a little bit, especially like first it was Boba getting Fennec. Then it was the Kersantan. Now I'm like, Who's coming next? Oh, we know who's coming next. I hope Did you so. hear the music. I see everyone keeps saying that. I watched it at like six in the morning, so I didn't really hear it. Who, what is it? Uh, how do you pronounce his name? Din Jarin. Uh, Din Jarin. Oh, Mando. Mando. Okay, you didn't hear the music, the little western type of no, thing. No, I didn't, I didn't catch it at all. Um, Oh, people are saying Cad Bane. Yeah, I don't know. They really don't like each other. I'm starting to really think, unfortunately, Cad Bane's not coming because I feel you like don't think he... Cad Bane wants revenge on Fennec. For... I don't think we have enough time in three episodes to do that. Like, no. If again, start. They have with these live actions. They have done a great job doing things for people that haven't watched the animated Cad Bane is strictly an animated. Yeah. And you would need an intro to why these two hate each other. And there's only three episodes left. I don't think there's enough time to bring Cad Bane maybe next season, but I I'm starting to think that he's, he's not damn. How did I miss Mando's theme? Son of a gun. I messed up. I don't know. It, it, it was once when, uh, I guess Fennec was being because Fennec was in a ship, right? And she got shot at and crashed. And that's how Boba found her. Mm-hmm. Uh, memory. She, she tried to take out uh, Mando. Yeah. And he bested her and left her for dead. Yeah. Because Boba's looking, Boba's, you know, with a fire hanging out with his uh, beast. I don't know what those beasts are called, but he looks up in the sky and sees something bright flash and that's how he finds fennec but you hear the music right then and there mm. briefly, briefly 
Mm, okay. I need to rewatch this episode if I missed if I missed that. What else did I miss? Amanda's theme. Yeah. Okay. I need to pay closer attention. Say I watch it at like six in the morning. So like I don't have it too loud because I'm not trying to like wake everyone up around me. But um like the neighbors, but I'm gonna have to rewatch it and turn it up a little bit more. Interesting. Easy to miss if it was quiet, John Booz. Okay, cool. So I'm not just deaf. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's talk about BK. I'm just going to call him BK because okay. I'm afraid of, you know, botching that K word. But You're fine. Ker Santin. Ker Santin. Ker Santin. I'll say yep. that 10 times before bed. Okay. Um, what'd you think about all that? Him getting angry drunk and picking fights and ripping some creature's arm off. And I love it. I love it because it just fits so, so well with how he is. He literally just doesn't give a, you know what? And just like, I was like, wow, if she talks him down, like she's, there, she's gonna have something, some importance. Now he just ripped her arms, hit the person's arms off. So I was like, okay, cool. So Chrysanthemum just doesn't give a you know what, still because that's how he is. He's just literally like violence first, talk later. Like that, that's his whole motto. It's so I, I love it. I, I dug, I dug how she was very kind of like she seemed very like influential, like mm-hmm. someone you respect and don't want to cross, but he don't give a crap. He ripped her, that person's arms off and was just like, Oh, all right. Well, I guess it didn't work. And he's just and Boba like, said something like it was worth a try or something. <laughs> yeah. It was just like, eh, Oh, well, but uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I love Chrysanthemum. I, I'm so happy. I never in a million years did it cross my mind that he would show up in this. And I'm just like, more, more, more. Give me more. So, and I think we're going to see him more. Oh, yeah. Last episode, we were talking about, you know, could we see more of Black Chris Santon? And because, you know, he ran off and you think, oh, he's going to kind of do his own thing. But no, he's right there in the next episode. You know, he ran to the bar, ran to the bar. He was thirsty, running all those miles, and uh, got a little too uh, ahead of himself. So I think you're right on the spot. We're going to see more of him. You know, you got the brains in Fennec, and you got the muscle in Chrysanthemum. You got the Rancor. You got Danny Trejo. (laughs) You got... Oh, I keep forgetting about the Rancor. When it did the... uh, When he did the meeting and it grabbed... went up i forgot completely that about the rancor that was a good uh, scare tactic to have right on top of the cage and just right on cue claw right through earthquake no no just was the rancor (laughs) i loved um so they're obviously building towards a battle right a war that's what i kept hearing throughout this episode war war is coming war is on the way other than mando 
could anybody else be showing up? Because Mando alone isn't enough, right? I mean, I would just love. I this is. I'm sure everyone else can agree with me. I would love to see all five of those original bounty hunters from Empire show up. For me, mostly Bosk. I love Bosk, uh, especially since we already have seen Trandoshans. Mm. Um, I mean, why not get the baddest Trandoshan? Um, I Star Drew. I don't think. Would, I don't think bad would batch that fit or work? It would be to me that would as be as far like, as the timeline goes. I mean, we don't know what's happened to them past episode season one so i i don't know i i think it's more likely that you would see um people from mando or um old bounty hunters i personally oh, would rather see old i bounty love hunters. that uh, see i don't think bogatan gives a crap all Bo-Katan cares, Bo-Katan cares about is um, the Darksaber. But Mando. Yeah. Mando's influence. Would that be enough to say, Bo-Katan, we need your help? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Because I, he did get the Darksaber, right? He defeated. Yeah, we just don't know where exactly this is like lined up. Like, does he have it at this point? Or is it before this point you know what i mean like we don't know like because their stories seem to be going like this but we don't know are they like exact or is it like kind of like so so i i don't know i think everyone besides maybe a few characters that feloni has used in live action is on the table and the few i'm talking about is like grogu obviously like What's Grogu going to do in this battle? You know, he could probably do some stuff. Grogu's but like, gone with Luke. He's with Luke. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, I think you're honestly, if I had to put money down, I think the most likely is to see old bounty hunters show up. Like a Bosk and a, maybe a Dengar. Like, I would love to also see Forlom and Zuckus just to round the whole thing out. But... I think your best bet would probably be if I had to put money, I would put it towards, well, it sounds like Mando's there, but I would put it towards, um, uh, the old bounty hunters. That's just my opinion. Yeah. I mean, I think in my opinion, there's been so much fan service already in this season that to not have those bounty hunters would be like, you know, like, why not? Manda, uh, Boba needs all the help he can get, right? That's something I've said. Boba needed more muscle to control his territory, you know, or, you know, and it, it, I, I just don't think it Fennec and him alone can cover all that ground, you know, mm-hmm. and, and whatnot. So I think I'm hoping right. I would, I mean, who wouldn't love to see those, characters come back like the original empire bounty hunters all they're like to fight with other things i I think it'd be dope i just who knows who knows i hope so but mando seems likely especially if you guys heard the music Mm -hmm. 
Well, let's uh, bring in the third member of this uh, Fandalorian club. He has arrived. Mr. Jake Berlin, do you want to bring yourself in? It's not my job. There he is. Hi, guys. What's up, man? Sorry I'm late. Obviously, you guys know what was going on, so I apologize yeah. for my tardiness. How's everybody doing? Good. Pretty good, man. Just trying to make our way through this episode. I'm hosting the least experted oh. Star Wars person, so I'm Pretty just sure. You're good. You're good. Yeah, you're good. Well, Jake, we haven't heard your thoughts at all. Obviously, you just got here. So what do you think about this episode uh, titled The Gathering Storm and how it may change your overall thoughts so far of this series? Uh, I, I like the episode. I didn't love the episode. I think I love things in the episode more than I actually like them. I like the episode altogether. Uh, is what I meant. Um, there's a lot of pieces that have still yet to come together that I wish at this point they were together. Um, but it seems like the story is going to be heading in the right direction in the next couple days or next couple of episodes. Uh, and I hope it, I hope that's the case. You know, if, if the gathering of the families was the start of it all, then I really hope by next episode, we kind of get to the full fledged story of what's going to be happening with the pikes and, and certain characters. Um, yeah, I, I mean, the Black Crusade stuff is very interesting now that he's a part of the crew. And uh, I'm interested in seeing where all of these characters' allegiance really lie when things really happen. Uh, I don't know if you guys talked about it. I was kind of, um, I kind of missed the beginning of it. But I'm starting to believe that it wasn't actually that uh, speeder bike gang that killed the Tuscans. Um, I don't know if you guys talked about that at all. We um, did not touch on that because, and I don't know if you were going, well, I'll, I'll let you continue. Go ahead. No, 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 you're, you're good. I, I just wanted to bring it up because I know I uh, was able to catch recently. You guys were talking about the Mando and bringing certain characters and stuff like that. So who can show up? Um, I think there's a possibility that someone we know is actually responsible for the Tuscans. Um, and maybe they were hired by the Pikes. I don't know. Uh, but I'm starting to get the vibe that that might come back around a little bit more towards the end of the season. Um, but those are just kind of my thoughts. So, Well, it's interesting that you bring that up because Fennec set a line when Boba was talking about the Tuscans and how the Tuscans were taken out. And she was said something like, really? She said, no she said by a speeder bike gang? Yeah, There's by no a speeder way. bike gang? No way. And that line right there just adds more to your thoughts about, you know, someone else might be in play here. Could it be the twins still, or are they done? We thought black Chris was done after this previous episode, or at least that's what we thought could have happened. But who do you guys think? Well, who are some of the suspects? Who's suspect number one? I mean, I think it's who—it's it, someone who was hired by the Pikes. I don't know if you agree, Brian. I feel like the Pikes are behind everything. Um, I, the I think the twins have more to say. I think the twin—it would make sense. In what in what world do Hutch just go? Oh, we're sorry. Here, mm -hmm. keep your territory. It make it makes sense. Maybe they're working with the Pikes. 
I'm also still kind of suspicious of uh, the Twilight at the bar. Oh, I, 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 her name is, um, oh my God, what's her name? I just saw it on Twitter the other day. I, it's some, it's like Fwen, Gwen, Fwen or something like that. I don't know. Anyway, uh, she's super suspicious, man. She is like, she, she's got some power, but that power is not coming from anything inside Moss Espa. Um, I agree with you. She plus I just love the character. I think the character is really cool. Yeah, she's cool. Garson Flip. Thank you. Garza Garza Flip. Flip was the name I was thinking of. What a weird name, right? Flip. Flip. But yeah. um, I agree with you. I think I think she is. And it's a, it's and it's unfortunate for this, but seeing her and the way that she's operating in the series just really, really wants me to see Hera so badly. Because of the way that she looks and the way that she is kind of like treated in live action. Um, but yeah, I, I almost feel like all of these characters are going to converge, right? Like they're all going to come together at some point. Um, maybe not in like one giant scene or something, but like everything is going to come to a head in these next couple episodes. Where do her allegiances lie? I feel like it might be on the bad side. Probably. I think her allegiance is to money. I was just I was literally just going to say she's the high roller. She's like uh Andy Garcia in the Oceans movies, right? Mm. Um she, she's the one who's kind of banking everything and everybody. We saw what she did with Chrysanthemum, right? I'll I'll wipe your tab away. Like she has she has a little bit of power. Um I'm just interested in where it is. Where, where I mean, and who it is? Who it is specifically? Cuz we don't know who it is. Was she not going to wipe his tab away anyway? I mean, what are you going to do against that guy, you know? Or just well, he ended up paying her. Yeah. Right. Did yeah, he, you're right. He did. Yeah. He paid for the yeah. time. You're right. 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 So also that scene. Did anybody else come out of that scene only thinking about watching Black Kersantin fight as a gladiator? Anybody? I mean, I yeah, remember. I just remembered the comics. That... I want to see that in live action. So oh, yeah. Give me I mean... Spartacus with Wookiees and I'm in. You have Ooh. me. You heard it here, Lucasfilm. Could you Spartacus imagine the Star Wars gladiators like like series or like miniseries or something where we just see a bunch of gladiator matches with all these characters? It'd be so badass. Come on, Ridley Scott. <laughs> hey, don't tempt me with a good time. <laughs> um, so um, that was one of the questions that I had was she's referencing Chrysanthemum as this champion and cheered and revered by uh, thousands of people. She's referring to the comics, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. There so was like it, at one point there was a comic run that there was like a gladiatorial arena that these people would get thrown into, and that's kind of not. I don't know like if it's Ragnarok. Met. Yeah, essentially. Uh, almost exactly like that because they it was most of the time against their will um uh i don't know if that's i don't think that's the first time we met him no but, he debuted in darth vader alongside boba yeah so but yeah no that gladiator thing is an actual comic thing mm -hmm. and it's one of those moments that like one of those fan service moments where if you know the comics obviously it's going to ring a bell but if you don't it's just small history that like is good for you to know. It's like a necessary 
um, dialogue piece. But for us fans who know it, it's like, oh, they're talking about that comic run. Right. But it's not like one of those moments where you have to know it or have to be a comic reader to understand what's going on. They gave you enough information in the moment to be like, oh, OK, well, he was a gladiator. He fought in some kind of Star Wars version of a gladiator match. And now he's a bounty hunter. Like, cool. There's my backstory for Chrysanthemum a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And that's I mean, for someone like me, that was just like, oh, OK, you're touching on a lot of stuff that I feel like are in the comics and there it is right there um <laughs> so jake brian and i right before you you jumped on we were talking about so there was a war coming they they said it several times throughout the episode there was a war coming and um who else could they be recruiting because they need more muscle that's what boba said in the episode they need more muscle we talked about mando showing up we heard the theme I, i'm pretty sure you heard the theme too right yeah, it's at the very time. end. I don't know if you guys saw my comment or not, but it was the literally the last moment of the episode. It it ended the episode. Mm -hmm. um, uh, look, Man Mando is, was always and obviously seems like the most obvious choice uh, just because that's where Boba, when we first re-met Boba, um, calling him in. He currently is a bounty hunter, so it would make sense. But we also have to think about all of the characters that both Fennec and Boba have history with, Right through animation, through live action, through comics. Uh, it's hard to not think of someone like Bosk, being that the Trandoshans are actually involved in Mos Espa. Like, that's possible. Um, I know Cad Bane's being thrown around a lot. I have always said that I think Cad Bane and Boba are going to meet again in live action. I don't know if this is the moment that it happens. Um, I think Brian was saying that there's only three episodes left and it would be a lot for him to kind of enter now, which I do agree with. Uh, definitely makes sense, um, but it'd be, uh, I would not disagree with him showing up at all. Like I would be freaking out if I heard that voice and the, that look of that character on live action. <laughs> um, there's there's honestly a lot of people. There's there's a lot of characters that you can think of that could possibly show up alongside these two. I don't know if they need a lot um, because they do have their little biker gang. I, and I do think that the families will actually be involved at some point. I think that one of them at least will kind of join in on the fight. Uh, I don't think all three of them are going to stand by neutrally. I really don't think that's going to happen. Um, but we also have to remember that he has a flipping Rancor. Like, that's really all you really need as Boba. That thing's going to do damage to a lot of people. So you don't need a ton of muscle, but getting someone like Mando and maybe one other person that we know like, why not? Like, here's your opportunity to do it. Like, why not do it? The, the, the chance is literally right there to do like one of those. Like, maybe it's IG-88. That'd be badass. Another ID unit showing up. Um, but there's tons. I mean, there's there's literally tons. I mean, we the first time we ever saw Boba outside of the special editions was a, in that Bounty Hunter lineup. I think you guys are talking about it. Mm -hmm. like, there's like five other characters to choose from right there. So, and John Favreau, Dave Filoni, Robert Rodriguez, they are hardcore fanboys. They're going to give us what we want. So it's just a matter of who. I, I, I will say it again. You better not miss out on the opportunity to give Danny Trejo a machete and he joins the fight and he makes a sacrifice and it's a glorious one. Like I need to see that mm -hmm. just I for agree. myself. I just I need agree. to see that. Um, last question I have for you guys. Um, and cause we'll wrap it up here. I thought we were mostly done with flashbacks, but this episode was mostly flashbacks. Mm 
will there be more in the next coming episodes? Is there anything that you could see them touching on? Because I thought the Fennec and Boba early on and their you know relationship growing was very necessary in my opinion. Is there anything else that you feel is necessary or something that they can cover or should cover? I just want to know why they kept showing that same shot of the ship flying away. They showed it twice. Which ship? The, the fire spray. Oh, in the episode? Yeah. Well, not this episode, but like I know I do too. Um, but two separate episodes, they showed that exact shot, one just a little bit longer of it flying away. Like, was there a reason or we just showed that? Was that, that in the flashback? Right? It was a flashback? Mm -hmm. Twice. It was in the first episode well, and I'm, of the ship I'm, leaving Camino. Oh, you're talking about the Camino stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Camino stuff has to come back in some capacity, I feel like. Like, you know, it, I want it, I hope it does um maybe he goes to camino with fennec i don't know uh but if i'm not mistaken we're basically caught up to when we met him in mando right like i would think so like i know he said he had like settle or scores to settle but the only one that we know of that he hasn't scheduled that we've seen in this show is getting his armor back from cobb vanth oh. so which he doesn't even get it from cobb vanth yeah he chases them to oh, i'm forgetting the planet name he gets it from mando right yeah, it's on a ship. Um, and that's when we meet him next, which is basically where we are. Right. So the only flashback, the flashbacks we would see again would be way farther in the back. As far as like catching the story up, we're pretty much caught up. Um, so I don't know about flashbacks. I unless they're saving the flashbacks for something major, it almost feels like we're not going to be getting any more flashbacks. Probably not with the droid saying you're 100% healed. Like he's not probably going to be back in the back tank. So the only flashback, and this depends on if uh, Bosk shows up, is maybe a flashback of the two of them, you know, something we haven't seen, but maybe you guys have in the comics. You know, I just. You know, I, well, I, I do think know, there's going to be some there's I think there's going to be some major cameo that happens at some point. Uh, if it's Mandalorian, cool. Um, but I really do think that we're going to be seeing a character that we haven't met yet in live action or maybe a character that's returning to live action that we're going to be meeting again. And maybe that's where a flashback comes into play, how they're connected to Boba. Um, I'm interested because like Brian's right. He's he said that he was 100 percent healed. So why does he need to go back in the back to tank? Right, like if he's not going in the back to t back in the back to tank, then there's no need for flashbacks anymore. Um, so it's very curious as to how it's all going to work going forward with three episodes left. I don't know. I mean, I'm digging the flashbacks, and Brian's right. The Camino stuff is like hanging. It's like literally hanging there. Mm -hmm. they're, they're just the puppet masters just hanging out in front of us like the carrot on the stick. And now we're wondering if we're going to get it or not. You know. John Pedro, he has a score to settle with Mace. Man, I'm telling you, it's not entirely out of the realm of possibility that Mace Windu returns in some form. I'm not saying he's going to be in this series, but, you know, never say never. I mean, it, we could definitely see like a Marvel, a Marvel sized post credit scene where he shows up and then that's like hanging there for the next season. 
cool, but I don't know if I want to see it. Like where the you do that's like 30 years of storytelling to know where the hell Mace Wind has been. It now it shows up on Tatooine. Like, come but, on. But Mace Windu is one of those characters who you wouldn't mind seeing more of. I mean, you get Yaya Abdul Mateen to play a young Mace Windu. No, you know? uh, no. They would de-age him before they did that. Yeah, they would they de-age him in Captain Marvel. They would de-age Sam Jackson again. Plus, Sam Jackson's able to do stunts still, so let him yeah. do his thing. There you go. Sam Jackson is a treasure. And real quick before we end it, let me just say Fire Spray Gunship, not a fan of it. Change is necessary. Change is good. But this is one of those things where I just slave one. Nobody from what I read, heard was really complaining about that. But it is what it is. It's fire spray gunship. Do you guys have any thoughts about it or no comment or just whatever? It's whatever. Like they're going to they're going to do whatever. It's a bummer. But it's... I will say. Having Tamara Morrison say fire spray, I'm cool with it. The way he speaks words is pretty brilliant. Like, I love the way he says, he says Tatooine. It's like Tatooine or whatever. Yeah. Tatooine. So, yeah. I'm cool with it. Also, shout out the Leptroid. That was dope. The little the little one that he was chasing? Yeah, the bunny droid. The Leptroid. Yeah. yeah, that was weird. That was a weird <laughs> sequence of just like. They're, they were used a lot in the Clone Wars. They sure were. So, yeah. Huh. Well, there you go. All right, guys. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Fandalorian Club. Thank you for joining us, tuning in. John Booz, Samir, John Pedro, uh, Star Drew, and others. We appreciate you guys hanging in there. Gordon Post. Appreciate all of you. Thank you so much. And uh, we'll be back next week. And uh, I'm sure there'll be a lot of surprises. Uh, we haven't seen the last of cameos or possibly flashbacks. Um, so fingers crossed, like Brian said. And uh, thanks again for joining us. Gio, I've been the host this week. I made it. I did it. Yay. And, uh, Brian Avalicino, Jake Berlin. Thanks again, guys. Um, until next time. You guys take care. I just realized I have to be the one that clicks the button. Yes, Bye. You have to. Bye. <laughs>